do you want to invest in own? Do you want to invest yeah. in your website? Because you own your website, you control your website and it's not Facebook goes poof tomorrow, LinkedIn changes something. Where do you go with that? Today's show is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com. We help you stop working so hard with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Would you like to know how to get time back? Take our quiz. We have been working so hard on this. I'm so super excited. It's been designed to show entrepreneurs, small business owners, their blind spots and provide instant actionable steps on how to improve. It takes two minutes. It's completely free and you'll receive customized results instantly. Check it out. Link is in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. And I am your host, Chris Ward, and I am really excited to talk today to Liz Jostis. And we are going to talk about blogging. Now, I know it seems like this might even be a dried up conversational topic situation because it, it was a big thing for a long time. I feel like it got abandoned. And you know what? I have to admit, I'm really just getting into it now and I didn't understand the power of it, but Anyhow, I digress. I can go on up about my insights, but let's bring in the <laughs> expert. Liz, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to revive the dinosaur. <laughs> that is the topic of blogging for your business. <laughs> yeah, it's so important. And I'll tell you for the longest time, like blogging was, I don't need to tell you, but for a long time, blogging was kind of like podcasting. Everybody's talking about, oh, I'm a blogger or you mm -hmm. have to do this, you have to do that. And I really didn't understand it. Like, I'm like, well, how are you a blogger? I just didn't get... I didn't get the format. And so I also didn't understand how important it was to my business. Cause I thought, oh, you're a blogger. And I guess you've got this website and you people mm -hmm. paid for ads and stuff. So I thought well, that's your business and it's not something I need to do. So boy, oh boy, did I miss the boat on that one for an <laughs> incredibly long time. I had no idea. And I think now where we're all talking about podcasts as much as we love them, then I think blogging and the concept of what it does has been abandoned. So mm -hmm. why don't you tell us why we need to be blogging and what does blogging really mean? So blogging tends to branch off also into a few different parts of your online marketing. So we will naturally talk about some of those other pieces as we talk about blogging. I originally started blogging just personally back in 2008 and then over 11 years ago for my business. So I have been blogging for a long time and I definitely have seen all the iterations and the different viewpoints like you were mentioning that people have on bloggers. Blogging, some of the just the real easy benefits just right out of the gate. Blogging is a chance for you to show your expertise and your knowledge. It is original content that you are producing too. A lot of times when you're really focused on 
really doing what's best kind of for your business in just your online marketing. We often just as a consultant are trying to focus some clients on, Hey, don't get so caught up in your social media posts or whatever the current trend is that you must follow reels or stories or whatever boomerangs or whatnot, because you want to invest in own. Do you want to invest yeah. in your website? Because you own your website, you control your website and it's not Facebook goes poof tomorrow, LinkedIn changes something. Where do you go with that? What are you left with? So blogging is a, is a way to add you each new blog post is a new link published on your website. When you start talking about yo and your website authority and getting found on Google or Bing or Yahoo, do you think you are better off if you have a static, like five or six page website, or you have a website that has maybe 25 blogs or a hundred blogs, mm. like mine's okay. over 500 blogs. Let me jump in here. Cause you just sure. brought up a couple of really good points. Sure. So first of all, that's a really powerful point because what I thought long before I understood the power of blogging and that I had to own it and all this stuff is we were writing articles and putting them up on LinkedIn. Right. Mm -hmm. Sound like the thing to do? Look at me. I'm so responsible. Cut to last year when we started taking blogging seriously and understanding the power of keywords. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Then when I'm in SEMrush and then you can hit a button and says, okay, is all this original? Of course it's original. It's mine. Mm -hmm. I had borrowed from articles of mine that I had written right. on LinkedIn. They're mm -hmm. saying, no, this is not original because it was on LinkedIn last year. Well, that's mine. Mm -hmm. It was on LinkedIn. So you're so right. I didn't own that. And now because I put it on LinkedIn first, I don't. Right. Cause they're saying, <laughs> oh, it's coming from LinkedIn. That was a big thing is just putting your stuff. When you write a blog, when you write an article, whatever it is, you want to refer to this as mm -hmm. send your website, you own it, you're driving traffic to that. And then moving from there, we, I'm sure you're the expert that you'll tell us and how we can repurpose it, but sure. you have to be the starting point because it comes back to bite. Right. Yeah. And some people too, on the LinkedIn point specifically, because people are tempted to write that long form content for the LinkedIn publisher. So there are a couple ways that you can approach that. And what some people do is you can start an article there and then just point people back to your website for the rest of the article or Google. And when I I say Google, I also mean Bing and Yahoo, but Google is just like the biggest yeah. search engine. So just yeah. by default, we say Google. Google has gotten smarter in the last couple of years. So it does do a much better job now of understanding where that content was first published. Because for a while, it's like this is going to outrank you, right? Because they're just this worldwide site. So their domain is more important, blah, blah, mm. blah. But now the general rule of thumb is if you give it two or three weeks, so say if you publish it on your website, your blog, give it two or three weeks, then you can republish it in full if you'd like over on LinkedIn and Google understands that it was published on your site first and understand that they didn't view it as like a duplicate content situation. Mm -hmm. If you do feel very strongly about continuing with those long form articles on LinkedIn publisher, you could do it that way. Or sometimes people even alternate. They'll do depending on how prolific a writer they are. They might keep it completely pure and do one blog post on their site. And then the next time they write, they do it on LinkedIn and they alternate back and forth. So there are a few different ways for LinkedIn specifically that you can try to approach that. Yeah. I just thought, and maybe I'm wrong. My understanding was if I put it on my blog first and then left it for you a few weeks and put it on LinkedIn, I would have been okay. Cause I owned it. Yeah. But okay. I, it's right. But I think you were saying you her, you had put it on LinkedIn first but it was like a yeah. year ago or something. Yeah. So seeing it as was that original home for that content. Yeah, so. I agree a hundred percent. That's exactly supporting yeah. your discussion of that. You, we have to have it and own it. The yeah. other thing too, we just touched on really lightly and 
we don't want to get too deep in this. So as you talked about the SEO search mm -hmm. engine optimization sure. and the keywords. And so here's what was so awakening to me is because I, and we're not going to get into it too much, but I do think it's something we should at least address when we're talking about blogs. This SEO stuff to me just sound like, oh my gosh, it's like talking to my accountant about taxes. Like, okay, you know what? <laughs> like, I don't know enough to know what I don't know. And then you talk to an SEO person and you just get a headache and you want to lay down. At least I do. Okay, we're fine. <laughs> but what happened with the blogs, what I learned with some basic training is, let's say I'm talking about how we get our clients in the winner's circle 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. And we talk, one of the things that we work with them on is building their team. Great. That's just one component. But I'm using the word team because we have a whole philosophy around that. People searching for that word, searching for information are calling it outsourcers because mm -hmm. how can I have somebody that I can really afford and I don't have to pay full time? I'll, yeah, that's an outsourcer. So I'm writing blogs until I'm wearing fingers down to a bone about building a team and what a difference that is and how a big difference it makes in your business. But now, just by changing that one word from team to outsourcer, because that's the word people are keying in, oh my gosh, night and day mm -hmm. in my blogs. And so I thought I had to have some huge degree in SEO, but just the power of knowing mm -hmm. other people right. using this term versus that term really changes the game for blogs. And I think not knowing that was another reason why I'm like, I'm writing these blogs. No one's paying attention. What do I care? Mm -hmm. I thought that was really profound as well. Yeah. And definitely, like you said, like SEO is its own topic all by itself. And so you do want to learn at least the basics and do some of that optimization because just about every website platform now has native built-in SEO capabilities. But what I like to say to people is think of it like this, like the more fishing lines you cast into the sea of Google, mm -hmm. the better chance you have at catching those fish. So if you have three services or five services, okay, so you have those five service pages. Where are you going to come up with? How are you going to approach the opportunity to cast more lines? It's through blogging. And yeah. so when you keep writing about different topics related to your business, I like to think of it as relevant and complementary to your ideal client and the kind of stuff they're going to be searching for. You have a chance to catch more fish, but also... Um, all of those blog posts demonstrate that expertise and all your experience. And that's how that whole no and trust factor that we talk about from just like the selling cycle in general, that's one way that you can build that no and trust factor. And then as you touched on earlier, Chris, once you have that original content, you can repurpose it in its full form. You, if someone has a question on something, you might even say, Hey, I have a blog post on that or you can take pieces from it and chunk it up into individual social posts. Like if you have five reasons or five mm. benefits for outsourcing, each one of those benefits could be its own social media post that you put on all the channels that you're on. Or you can do a series of just real short because everyone's attention spans are so short these days in the online world. Maybe you record a quick video on your phone for each one of those five. And now suddenly you have five little videos that you can share on your socials. Blogging can feel very daunting because people are like, oh my gosh, it's going to take me so long to write this one post. But that one post serves so many purposes for you. It lives on your site forever. I have posts that I get traffic from that I published years and years ago. The think of blogging as a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, it so, doesn't die. As we know, right. things don't mm -hmm. melt on the internet. Yeah. And once you share that blog post link, say to your social channels now, 
It's not to say that you can't share it again six months yeah. from now or whatever. Yeah. So there's so many ways to keep reusing that content. You have that, you have those thoughts, you have that knowledge, it's in your head, put it in that long form content on your blog and you just, the benefits are endless. It just keeps paying you back in so many ways. I think too, you bring up some really good points. It does make Google look like if nothing else, you're refreshing the page as current relevant information versus a website you built three, four years ago. And you haven't and updated since. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. And so a blog is a way for Google to think, okay, here's new information. So it really right. does matter to them. But also what I find too is for me is as much as at first, it's like, oh, like I need to do one more thing. It really does help me with my messaging and perfect it more mm -hmm. than add to the fact that how we have it set up with my team is they'll give me what we call an inspiration blog. So they'll find somebody that's doing well on the top benefits, top three things you need to know about outsourcing or the positives mm -hmm. and the negatives to out the pros and cons to outsourcing. Right. So then we'll take a look at that blog doing well, and maybe I will do the pros and cons and I will pick different points. Or even if I did the same points, it's going to be my story, my language, my experience, sure. my client, mm -hmm. a whole new thing. And it really does also show me what the other people that for lack of better words, competitors or my field are doing, which mm -hmm. then enriches my messaging even more. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, oh, I see. I don't have a reason to jump up and go read all their blogs. You think you're going to do it or you get lost in the rabbit hole. But when you're working on your own, then I think it really gives you the bandwidth of what's happening. And I think that's really helpful to your own messaging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely is. And another thing is too, another way to kind of think about it from, I guess, a different direction. Cause when we were talking about like the static site and how you have Google, cause Google yeah. does like fresh content and more links back to your site or connected to your site increases your domain authority, but it also gives people a reason to come back. If you have yeah. a static site, why should someone come back and recheck mm. out those services or the products that you sell? But say, if you do share a link to a blog post that is relevant to your ideal client, they click through on that blog post, they read it, and then they might be like, hey, I'm going to go over to their services tab, or I'm going to check their, I'm going to see what kind of upcoming appointments that they have available. The more times you can get people back to your site, because your website really is your online home base, or for online mm -hmm. businesses, it's your entire, it's like the online version of a brick and mortar store. Yeah. Without having that fresh content, like people don't really have a good reason to keep checking you out. So the more times you can get people back on your site, that also increases your chance of increasing your sales. Yeah. And I think you bring up, I thought that was a really good point too. If somebody asked you a question in the sales process, you know what? I wrote a blog on that. That does mm. make you look like the authority. Sure. Like instead mm -hmm. of being, oh, let me answer that question for you quickly. Blah, 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 blah. It's, oh yeah. I wrote a blog on that because I deal with so many people and I get that question a lot and I'm sure. an expert. And so I've written this really well put together blog. Here you go. So mm. I think it just adds to it a professional element as well. Absolutely. So, and I think it really does serve you on every level. Okay, what are some mistakes do you feel people are making when they're doing or not doing the blogs? One thing actually immediately ties into the point you just made about getting questions. One thing that I hear people just think, what would I blog about? I have mm. nothing to blog about, but that's the thing. Any kind of business, it doesn't matter what topic, we blog for a funeral home. You know what I mean? Every uh -huh. business gets questions. It doesn't matter uh -huh. what kind of client or customer you have. You can immediately sit down as a business owner and write a list of at least 10, probably 15 or more, like commonly asked questions. Think of your FAQs. You, you get those kinds of questions about your business, your processes, you know, how stuff works with you, about your services. That's where you start. 
everybody can come up with content to blog about, but starting with those frequently asked questions is a great place to get started. So I would say one mistake is people say they don't blog because they think they, what could they possibly write about, but, or they think that no one will be looking for this kind of information, but you get questions via email or on the phone or via your social channels all the time. There's things to talk about and chances are your competitors, and even if they're not local, look for topics related to your business on Google. I bet you can find other competitors that are in your same niche that are blogging. So you can up to them for ideas as well. Yeah. To that point, I think, I swear, I'm going to have to get a tattoo that says FAQ because you hear that all the time and then you get caught up in the day-to-day -day of your business. Right. So one of the things with us, with outsourcing is beauty of it, or when working with us and we help you find hire and onboard outsourcers is just, it's like getting running shoes. You need running shoes to go to the gym. It's not the big part of what mm -hmm. we do, but you need to have that to proceed with the other stuff we do. And what I say to people, even if you had a million dollars, I wouldn't have an outsourcer start 40 hours this week. It's just too much for you. You're not ready. So you, you can definitely afford it and they can work two hours a day for the next four or five weeks. And we can slowly build that up. Now, people ask me that all the time. But somehow in my pea brain, I always think that it's, that's that one question, that one confusion of maybe I didn't explain it well or whatever. Let me explain that to you. But you're right. I get that question all the time. Wait a whole blog on that. I think we get caught up in the FAQs or, oh, somebody, like, you don't see the pattern. You just think that's a one-off right. question. Mm -hmm. I think we have to be reminded again and again about the mm -hmm. FAQs, our content. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think too, because business owners, and I see this, whether it's creating blogs or even if they're, when they're trying to write their own website copy on, you are the center of your business. So everything is just goes without saying for you. It's so natural. Yeah. It seems so obvious. So you, it's really easy to forget. This might seem so basic to you, but for a whole lot of people out there, it's not basic to them. So don't write off topics that you know, that you might think are just like, no one know, everyone knows that, or no one would look for that. No, it's just, it's because it's your business where it seems really obvious, really easy, but no, you still need to have all those, think of it as like 101 level kinds of content. You still need all those foundational pieces of content, those blog posts, and then you can also build from there. And when you think more broadly about blogging and planning your content, you do want to link back to other blog posts. So mm, yes, that way you're not to explain topic B, you're not having to completely explain topic A in order to make B make sense. You can go and right. link back to A when you're writing B. That's another good and place I think to start Google too. likes that too, right? Mm -hmm. There's cross links yeah. in the blogs. Okay. Oh yes. Interlinking is definitely helpful from an SEO standpoint. And from a website visitor standpoint, you're increasing the likelihood that they stay on your site longer because uh, they'll click through to other pages or blog posts that you have linked to. That's a good point. I bet you if the Martians landed, they'd be like, okay, apparently Google is their God. We must find this Google. Typical creature. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've not seen him, but we've heard a lot about him. Okay. Awesome. Okay. What else do you think we're missing on that boat? I think people will feel intimidated by the blogging or what I see is if people, they get really excited about the idea of it. You want to take that, that the tortoise, the slow and steady wins mm -hmm. the race. You don't need to be, you want to start blogging at a pace that you can maintain, but also know that every blogging platform, you can save stuff as drafts or schedule for the future. So don't get, so it may be like, maybe for some people, oh, it's quiet in their house on a Saturday morning and they feel like that's their time to write with their cup of coffee and maybe they, they start working on a few drafts. 
um, go ahead and if you want to do like batch writing or if you have a good day of the week or time of day where writing is better for you, it's going to be hard to force yourself to write that longer form content if it's just not like you can't make your brain do something that it's not in, in the mode to do. Some people find it easier to write at night. Some people want to do that long form writing first thing in the morning or at certain days of the week. Don't feel like you need to write an entire blog post in full at one time and publish no. it immediately. So if it's like Monday morning is when I want to publish the blog. No, write it when it works for your brain and your schedule yeah. and your creativity. And if you want to work and save and draft and revisit later, that's great too. And then schedule it for the future. So maybe Maybe if you have a week where you get a few blog posts done and maybe you feel like, hey, I can't right now commit to more than one blog post a month because anything is yeah. better than nothing, right? Yeah. So Consistency is everything. Right. So even yeah. once a month is consistent. That's great. Right. That's great. Mm -hmm. It does not have to be another weekly chore. Right. Yes. Yeah. So don't bog yourself down or get overwhelmed by it. And even if you get excited by it, that's great, but it really is better to have that slow and steady pace. And no, you can do things like save and work in drafts steadily to make, get to the end of that final product and then schedule for the future. So I think that kind of helps people when they understand that those are options for them, that kind of helps it not feel so overwhelming to write this longer form piece of content. Yeah, listen, if I can add to that, something that I've done, because we're all about efficiency and getting more done in less time and stuff like that. Well, something I did that I find quite helpful is I go into Google Docs and there's a tool, audio record. You guys reach mm -hmm. out to yes. me, I'll show you that. Yes. And I just click audio record and then I just talk. Mm -hmm. You will find that you talk your product, but then when yes. you go to write, you try to make sounds, things sound official and you're looking at a white screen, it's all whatever. So I do one full thing of just talking. Like I might look at my inspiration blog and says the pros and cons to outsourcing. Mm -hmm. And then I just follow that framework and talk. And then even if I don't add punctuation, mind you, I've been doing it a while. So I can say the dog crossed the street, period. But you could right. just do it all ugly and then then go, go back, back and, and add, yeah. add grammar and edit, but sure. it comes from a much more digestible. It's quicker. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how fast you can type. If you can type 60 words per minute, you talk about 120 and it also sounds more like it's more enjoyable to read because we're supposed to be conversational instead of essay style. Right. I found that really helps. So then it's not this big horrible task of having to write this long form content on a big old long piece of white, white screen. Just looking at me. I almost said paper. I sound like I'm 95 years old, but anyway. <laughs> and what some people have done too, because I think the audio recording is a great tip and it's built into your Google. So you can just easily do it. If you have someone like small business owners, if you have someone on your team who maybe is more of a writer you can do mm -hmm. the audio thing, like you said, or maybe you say, here's five bullet points and expand on yeah. it. So that's another way to do it. I had one client who he prefers to do the video version first. So then ah. we could take, and then you also have the video content for the people who like videos. And then you have the blog content, so, you know, it's because you don't need to reinvent the wheel when you're doing this. Yeah. You can have a video version of the same thing you're doing the long form blog post, but he would do the video first. We'd listen to the video and then write the blog post from that. So that's another way to approach it too. So there really are, especially when you're talking about outsourcing, there really are people either on your team or outsourcing, or maybe one format, it just works a little bit easier for you to get rolling and then you can edit and refine from there. These are all really salient points. And I think it's a really important topic. And I'm so glad that we revisited because I know I missed the boat on this for years. And I think it was just easily misunderstood. So Liz, where can we find more of your brilliance? <laughs> I like that you called it brilliance. <laughs> yes, it is. My business is Eli Rose Social Media and my website is elirose.com. That is E-L-I-R-O-S-E. 
Okay. And we will have that in the show notes for sure. Awesome. Liz, thank you so very much. I really think that this was a conversation worth visiting and revisiting. Yes. And everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from Chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. <laughs>